0: Hi, and welcome to Around the Loop, a show where we discover what brings people to God and to Weimar Institute. Each episode, we walk one loop around our campus with someone from the Weimar family. You see, the loop is where a lot of Weimar life takes place. It's a half-mile road that circles the campus. It's where we run and walk for exercise. It's where we study, believe it or not, as we quiz each other for tests. It's where we talk over ideas, plans and problems and many times where we pray together. So we invite you to walk with us as we talk with our guests. We'll get to know their stories and retrace the footprints of their journeys with God. So join us as together we go Around the Loop.
1: All right, good morning, Narlin. How are you this morning? Morning, Brian. I'm doing pretty good. How about good. yourself? I'm doing well. So let's start by having you introduce yourself to us. Tell us about your background.
2: All right. So uh, my name is Narlen Edwards, and um, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs>
1: start from the beginning if you want.
2: Well, let me let me start with my Christian background. So in mm-hmm. 1996, I um, was in college, mm-hmm. and um, pretty much had no interest in God, no interest in Christianity. Mm. In fact, I was kind of happy to be getting out of my parents' home, mm-hmm. um, or their rules, rather. Mm. And uh, I finally felt my freedom. You know, every Sunday, we would go to church. Mm-hmm. Uh, by force, It was a rule in our house that everyone had to go to church. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, it was like a Catholic background. I found it to be boring, mm-hmm. hated every aspect of it. So finally, I got to age 17, started college, mm-hmm. and said, you know, finally, I'm no, no longer under there strict rules because I could use college as a cop-out, you know, Mm -hmm. to say I'm too busy. Um, But God knew at that time that I needed to be drawn. So I had a quick temptation with infidelity Mm -hmm. um, and kind of atheistic as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I remember I decided I'm not going to church with them anymore. I'm walking down the street by my house Mm -hmm. and then a voice just said to me, there's no God. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that voice, I, was, I, I began to you know entertain the thought that this this makes sense, you know mm-hmm. how could something not have a beginning and how, how could something not have an end? Mm-hmm. And um, when I was in the Catholic church, you know I wasn't studying the Bible, it was really Anglican. I wasn't mm-hmm. studying the Bible or anything like that, so I didn't have any text or anything to re- to reference me at that point. and now that I, I see it, I could reference um, Romans chapter one mm-hmm. where it says. You know we can believe in God through the things that He has made. Mm-hmm. So when I heard that voice that there's no God, there's no beginning, there's no end, mm-hmm. another voice, which is the voice of God, said, "Look up in the sky." Wow. And when I did that, it said, "Where does it begin?" And then I start to look up in the sky, and mm-hmm. I'm like I-, I can't see where it begins. Yeah. Then it says, "Where does it end?" Then I start looking again. I can't see where it ends either. Yeah. And then um, the voice said to me. That's the same with me. I have no begin and I have no end. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the beginning. God wanted to solidify first and foremost that um, that He loves me, He cares for me, and He doesn't want me to go that path. Mm-hmm. Then I met a young lady um, who I was trying to talk to at the time, mm-hmm. and she invited me to a Bible study. I went, studied Daniel chapter two, mm-hmm. just learned about those same four world empires in high school. So then uh, once I learned about them. I saw them the very same order in the Bible, mm-hmm. so God was organizing, orchestrating everything unbeknownst to me. Wow! Um, so once I saw that, then I wanted to study the Bible more, and then a couple months later, I gave my heart to the Lord. Amen. So that's kind of like my Christian background.
1: Yeah. So what's the reason you're here at Weimar? What is the what was the factor? How did God lead you here?
2: Um. <laughs> You know, he led me here kicking against the pricks. Yeah. There, there's a lot in between. Um, so just to give you a, a little bit more history mm-hmm. so it catches you up to how why I'm here. Um, so in, in becoming a Christian, I was on fire for the Lord. Started doing street evangelism and train evangelism and became a youth leader very quickly in a church and so on in mm-hmm. New York. That's where I was raised. Yeah. And then, from there, um I had a passion for and a burden for evangelism mm-hmm. but then you know some some things happen in my life, poor decisions, poor choices mm-hmm. and then I end up walking away from the Lord and started blaming him for my own follies and my own mistakes mm-hmm. um and then eventually. Through a series of miraculous leadings, you know, almost getting killed twice in car accidents wow. and just a whole bunch of other things. I decided mm-hmm. to come back to him in 2000, 2001. OK. No, so I left in 2001 and came back in 2008. Mm-hmm. And when I came back, he, he put a burden on my heart for evangelism. Mm-hmm. And then I learned medical missionary work and mm-hmm. kind of learned a lot of things in a very, very short time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then I started working for him full time as an evangelist, you know, kind of left the house, left the job, left the... The cars and the glamorous life that I was trying to live at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd gone to school, become a graphic designer. And um, so when I got called back into the ministry, I had a burden to just work for the Lord. So I kind of mm-hmm. left those things alone. So I was doing a series in North Georgia at Phil Mills Church. He's the chairman of the board here. And he thought that some of the programs that they're going to have here, I could benefit from because he knew I had a passion for medical missionary evangelism. Mm-hmm. And he thought, if I came here and got some more of the medical aspect of it, that yeah. would be a blessing. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of providential because they were just starting up what's called a MAP program, mm-hmm. medical assistant program at that time. Mm-hmm. And when they started it up, um, I was one of the, in fact, I was the only male, uh, male student of, of 11. Mm-hmm. So I went through that program and didn't want to come here. Didn't thought it make any sense. Yeah. Uh, I had a full schedule with evangelistic meetings and different things of that nature. Mm-hmm. We we're supposed to go to Trinidad and a few other places. And then things just started cancel. As my wife and I kept saying, we don't want to go. You know, we got cancellations. Yeah. Schedules got pushed back and so on and so forth. So we ended up coming. Mm-hmm. And after we ended up coming, then uh, they were starting up the what's called TCI program, Total mm-hmm. Campus Involvement, mm-hmm. which is a an evangelistic thrust of the school. Mm-hmm. And then they asked me to stay back and, and head that program out. So to answer the question now, um, I'm heading up our evangelistic outreach here. Okay. Total community involvement.
1: Good stuff. So what were some of, your, some of your interests when you were younger that God has kind of, like you said, there are some things that you're doing that were not necessarily, you know, uh-huh. of the Christian lifestyle. How did God lead you out of those? What were some of those interests, and how did God lead you out of those?
2: Well, um, I think there's certain things in your life that you might be doing that might not be the best, mm-hmm. but God utilizes those things to prepare you for something that you ultimately will do or something that He ultimately desires for you to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so my my passion growing up was, was basketball,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, where I grew up pretty much, even though I was blessed to grow up in a good home, mm-hmm. um, I chose to go to a high school that was not the best. Um, and the, the, the negative areas and the, you know the, with the drug dealers and the gunslingers and the gangbangers mm-hmm. that's where I chose to hang out now praise mm. God I didn't get into those things oh, but um but I did uh, play a lot of basketball and I had hoop dreams you know to make it to the NBA yeah and the guys that I hung out with there's two ways out for them in life either basketball or hip hop hmm. yeah. so you know that whole scene of smoking and Womanizing and drinking and mm-hmm. drugging. Yeah, uh, I pretty much grew up around that, and I kept myself by God's grace, not even knowing God at the time. Mm. Uh, God was able to keep me away from some of those things. Mm-hmm. But basketball was the main thing that I was honing in on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I had such a dedication to basketball. You know, I would, early mornings and late nights, and i would bring up ball on one hand and a shovel in another, <laughs> and i would go to the park and shovel up and clear snow and play with my hands literally frost into the point where I can't feel them for hours upon hours. So when I came into the church, you know, I said, Lord, if you could give me that same dedication for you that I have for basketball, mm-hmm. yeah. then I could be a powerful tool in your hands. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I've, I've always stuck to that principle. There's, There was no limit and there's no excuses that I made when it came to playing basketball. So mm-hmm. when it came to the Lord, hmm. I always think back on those things. and. Anytime I feel like I don't want to do something for God or I feel like I can't put in time for God, I I always remember how much time I put in for basketball and Mm -hmm. the varying circumstances that I, 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 you know, went out in inclement weather and different things of that nature and still got it in. So I try to apply that principle Mm -hmm. when it comes to my devotional life, when it comes to ministry, when it comes to preaching and teaching and so on. Mm -hmm.
1: Gotcha. So you know there's i know there's a lot of young guys um that are really into basketball or or sports in general you know we mm-hmm. it's it's easy to idolize these guys you know michael jordan kobe bryant you know yeah. maybe football um what would you say to someone like that that is struggling especially with that
2: yeah i grew up in a time of michael jordan mhm you know those i want to be like mike commercials yep. and so on and so forth and um sometimes we forget that these are real persons with real lives mhm And if you study most of their lives, you find that it's not people that we really want to idolize. So even though, you know, I used to, you know, dress like Michael Jordan and stick my tongue out like Michael Jordan (laughs) (laughs) and do these things to pretty much try to be like Mike. Then I saw pictures with him smoking and then heard about him Mm -hmm. gambling and then he got... Divorces and different things of that nature, mm-hmm. so as I became a christian i'm like, you know I don't want to be like Mike, maybe I want to be like you know the true Mike Michael, yeah, the Archangel you know mm-hmm. Christ, so um I realized that these these sports figures and movie stars they live in fake lives and um mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of them are living a lot of imm- morally, mm-hmm. so those are not people personally for us as young people or mm-hmm. older people to try to imitate or idolize. Mm -hmm. And Christ is our only example, you know, and he's left us a perfect one. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would encourage young people to make him their example.
1: Yes. So what are some of the, what are some of the, like, the guiding principles that you, or that God has kind of developed in you?
2: You know, I kind of mentioned one of them, consistency. Mm -hmm. Going against, be willing to go against the grain. Mm -hmm. You know, when I took the journey to my Christian walk, you know, it, it was a lonesome journey mm-hmm. because none of my other family members or close friends could understand, you know, the phase that I was going through. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird because, you know, people that are not Christians all all of a sudden become your Christian counselors <laughs> yeah. when you make a decision to become Christianity, yeah. uh, to become a Christian. Um, so a lot of people, including my family members, were discouraging me from, you know, the the faith that that I'm following now, which is Adventism, Seventh-day mm-hmm. Adventist. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was kind of difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm in the house, and it's just myself. You know, I changed diet and changed mm-hmm. a lot of principles. I'm not doing certain things anymore. And, mm-hmm. you know, you hear the TV, you know, you're still in your parents' house. You hear the movies, and you hear the music that you used to listen to. Mm-hmm. But the main thing is consistency, a willingness to go against the grain. hmm and you ask one of the things that I, I counsel young people to, uh, and that's, that's one of the main things, you're, you're going to come in contact, even on Christian campuses and even in church with people mm-hmm. that are steering you the wrong way. Mm, yeah. And if we're not willing to say, you know what, I'm going to follow the Bible, I'm going to follow God, no matter what everyone else is doing, um, kind of like the, the Hebrew boys and Daniel, mm-hmm. you know, then we're not going to find success in our Christian walk. So mm. one of the guiding principles is to really be consistent in your Christian walk. Mm-hmm.
1: Gotcha. So
2: with the Bible, of course.
1: Yeah. So where do you think God is leading you next? Do you see it here or you're just kind of going to wait, see where he has for you?
2: Um, I do quite a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's a ministry that I'm in charge of in Kentucky. hmm. Uh, and um, it's focusing on young people right now. Most of our students are young men that came straight out of New York City. Mm. A lot of them were on the streets and in prison and was a part of the things that I mentioned, you know, drug dealing and gang banging and gunslinging. Mm -hmm. And the Lord just kind of transformed their hearts. Mm -hmm. So I'm the director of that ministry in Kentucky. So I have that. My wife also came out with a new product for a food factory. Mm -hmm. It's called New Breed Burger. So I'm kind of heading that up as well. Mm -hmm. I still have a church that I work with in Atlanta. Um, And of course I'm here. So I'm, I'm stretched out pretty thin. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to say but i know i cannot continue to be in charge of four things Mm -hmm. all at once stretching myself a little bit thin Mm -hmm. so um i'm definitely blessed to be here and um i know that the lord led me here Mm -hmm. whether i'm going to be here permanently Mm -hmm. that's still to be seen i've been kind of taking it one semester at a time and just continuing praying and asking god Mm -hmm. to help me to you know to to strike the balance and what are the main things that I need to focus on, yeah uh for my life and for my family and i
1: yeah so so God has definitely given you a purpose in life. What would you say to someone I know it's 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 hard for a lot of young people especially to kind of figure out what God's purpose for them in their life is what what kind of advice would you give for someone like that
2: you know um I'll share the generic way and then I'll share the application of it, okay so. There are three ways that God leads us. He leads us through His Word, Mm -hmm. He leads us through the unction of the Spirit, Mm -hmm. and He leads us through His providences. Mm -hmm. So the main thing is, as you stand in God's Word and you're desirous to do God's will, then you kind of see that as you're doing these things, God would direct and redirect things accordingly. Mm -hmm. And a perfect example of that is, when I was being led here, just to give a perfect example, Mm -hmm. I didn't want to come. Yeah, But I couldn't find anything in the Word against it. You know, Weimar is a biblical school, mm-hmm. believes in biblical principles, has a lot of the core values that I have. Mm-hmm. So there was nothing against coming to Weimar from a biblical principle. So the first thing is, if God is leading me, it can't be out of harmony with His Word. Mm-hmm. So that's one. And then, even though I didn't want to come, the Holy Spirit kept bringing it back before me and kept bringing it back to me, mm-hmm. to the point where... Good morning. <laughs> to the point where it was uh, my personal conviction mm-hmm. and then it's providences, you know, he had to provide financially and he had to open up the ways for us to come here and so on and so forth. Yeah. So you can see in, even me coming to Weimar, you can see that those three principles were there. Mm-hmm. The Word of God was there, the unction of the Spirit was there, mm-hmm. and God's providences. So I would just counsel the young men and young women, you know, stay in the Word of God, continue to have God as your guide, mm-hmm. ask Him to lead you and guide you in, in your life and He'll direct your paths, and mm. and as you follow him step by step, he might not open up the full path or full plan before you. Mm-hmm. But as you follow him day by day, then it'll be easier to follow him week by week, then mm-hmm. easier to follow him month by month, and then mm-hmm. eventually, you know, the path that he has for you will be fully outlined.
1: Mm. Amen. Yeah. So tell us a little about how you got involved with uh, TCI Total Community Involvement. What was the what was the driving force behind that?
2: I have a passion in the, for, for evangelism. Mm-hmm. And for many years I've been searching to get this done. I, you know, I've read about company vandalism for many years. Mm-hmm. And I've done some of it on a smaller scale. Mm-hmm. So hearing that you have roughly about 200 people with the college and the academy mm-hmm. at your disposal to go and do services in the community, mm-hmm. uh, just to let people know what it is, is every Wednesday our college goes out and we just go and find out where help is needed in the community and we just Help where help is needed. Yeah. So just to find out that you're gonna have 200 people mm. to go out and do evangelism, yeah. you know, that's something that was difficult to refuse. So yeah, uh, it was very short notice. Mm. A lot of things that had to be changed for me to make a permanent decision to come here. Yeah. But by God's grace, it worked out, and I'm happy we're here, and we've seen the fruits of it. Yeah. So many people in the community lives have been changed. Exactly. So I'm thankful that I discerned the voice of God because if I hadn't done that initially then I wouldn't been a part of the total
1: community involvement. Alright, well, Narlan, thank you so much for your time. No problem. My name is Brian and this is Narlan, and this has been Around the Loop.
0: Thanks for joining us on another trip Around the Loop. Perhaps after listening you have a desire to learn more about Weimar Institute and the people who make this campus a reality. Maybe you're even curious about joining the family. If you have any questions at all, feel free to check us out online at weimar.edu or on your favorite social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Weimar Institute. We're on YouTube as well, where you can watch a short film on our guest speakers. And don't forget to subscribe to our show at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Melissa Osechuk, and this was Around the Loop.